Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Hello, I'm Sarah Smith, proud sponsor of Dumpty Dum. If you want to polish up your Albion, give your optics a wipe, or even mop up after your ferrets, Sarah Smith cloths are eco-friendly, reusable and washable. And, you know, a bit posh. Sarah Smith, available from Sainsbury's for the posher washer. Proud sponsors of Dumpty Dum. to listen to our nonsense oh i do every week do you really i really really do i ever since i found out about you in november so i've listened to everyone since november i haven't told royfield this oh. yet oh, have you not no but um angela came and did some stand-up at the rose and crown and martin greaves saw her mm. and mm. um and she said she was the world's greatest archers fan and he said he contested that and then she said oh but do you listen to dumpty dum and are you a caller in so he texted me and said she's got all the lingo <laughs> i can prove it <laughs> excellent all right okay my my daughter is not very well so she keeps coming in and out oh to Blair. get glasses of water and generally see what's going on so if oh. you hear squeaky dawn uh sound effects that's her Oh, bless her. (laughs) 
It's not a sound effect, there is. It's an actuality. It is an actual thing, yes. Mm. Yeah. I'm kind of going to go for it. Okay. Oh. No, I'm actually going to go for it. Do it. <laughs> this is Dungeons and the Show about the reality darky drama that is centred in Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the Maysfield, that is Roy Ifield Brown, and with me are the Oklahoma Dust Bowl, that is Lucy Freeman. And this week, we also have the comic and Archie superfan, that is... Angela Barnes. I'm Yay. so excited. <laughs> I read on the Twitters, you said you were beyond excited. So what exactly does that mean? It, it, I surpass excitement, Royfield. I listen to you guys every week. And um, when I, I got the tweet asking if I'd be on, I was so excited. I nearly burst. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm such a big fan. Such a big fan of you guys. <laughs> And the archers, I hope. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, like of course, of course. <laughs> And the last part of our sorely erosion, folks, is you. Today's Dumpty Dum was not a Dumpty Dum. It was a herbal lay sent in by Mary Not Contrary, which made our Lucy and I spitter our collective waters over our keyboards. And we have two other versions, one from Auntie M and Jojo Sexy Heels at the end of the show for you. Uh, Lucy? Yep. Next week, I think we should be back to Dumpty Dums. So, can you tell our wonderful listeners how that was the accolade of Dumpty Dummer of the week? Yes, if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, give us a plot prediction, or chat to your granny about sex, ring us on 0203-031-3105, or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to lovely Shambridges for her amazing voices, to Sarah Smith for sponsoring us, and to Derek for the back bedroom. Uh, he's been inspired by Wimbledon and he's been playing tennis on the green, but it's very muddy and slippy. So he's ended up with groin strain and his balls have gone a funny colour. Oh, sorry. I was texting again. Not I really that. love it when you do that. <laughs> I wasn't really it, texting. It makes me feel very special. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> on this week's show, because it's a mega one, folks, you have Mary Latisse, who's been shouting... Dusty Substances, who's opening old wounds for Yokel Bear. Mrs. Bentos, who's having a flounce. Yokel Bear, who wants to know what Ian thinks. And Witherspoon, who thinks that Kenton's a bit of a dickings. But first, before all that, Lucy. Yes. Tell us about the last week in Ambridge. week on the archers was sponsored by anton chekhov and jane austen pip a supposedly together <laughs> enlightened young woman in her early 20s suddenly turned into elizabeth bennett at the shock of seeing toby in his undercrackers washing himself under a pump la sir she said you are revealing your boobs and i am overcome meanwhile charlie wants to experience more of adam's herbal lays mm. adam has decided that the problems of most of the modern world can be laid at Maisie's door Adam went all one-man crusade messianic and he's going to stop producing maize completely. No! That means... But that means it will completely change... Uh, I have no idea why it's such a terrible thing. The whole system is broken, Charlie, said Adam, and I want to fix it. It's all about the land. Charlie went rushing off to tell Adam's daddy that Adam was not playing very nicely and please could he tell him off. Brian got all hysterical and squeaky and sent Adam to his room and Adam came down later to say I hate you I'm leaving and you're not even my real dad and as a result Adam is leaving home farm. That escalated quickly. 
The Aldridges seem to operate on a principle of one in, one out. Debbie's back, Adam goes. Kate returns, Rory vanishes. I don't know how they do that. I mean, they've got enough bedrooms, surely to God. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at Crippin's cottage, Titchy Knob was getting twitchy because Helen was excited about opening the farm shop. He doesn't like it when Helen is excited, as it means she struggles against the restraints. But how will you manage Helen looking after a child and a fully grown man in a carrot shop? Because now it is a carrot shop with carrots outside it as well as inside it. So that is much more work. <laughs> oh, come on, Mr. Grinch, she said fondly. Mr. Grinch, my ass. Come on, Mr. Chauvinist controlling murdering sociopath. <laughs> At Bridge Farm, they had one of those chats they have when they talk to us all as if we are backward children and as if the entire family has never laid eyes on each other before. Come here, Helen and Tom, my children, and talk to me about the new shop that we are going to run together. Yes, mother, here are where the carrots are going to go. They are orange. We like carrots. It's like Chekhov for the retarded. Things got a bit alarming at home farm. I used to have nice chats with my grandma, but they were usually about her insistence on working the price of everything out in terms of pre-war chocolate. But Jenny Darling had a cosy fire chat. But Jenny Darling had a cosy fireside chat with Phoebe about Granny's sex life. I'm still not quite swallowing this, if you'll pardon the expression. I still think Jenny Darling is more of a you'll keep your knickers on until you hit the menopause, young lady, type grandma. And anyway, what do we know of this Alex? What manner of man is he? All we do know is that ever since Kate interrupted him, he's been left with a couple of acres. <laughs> That's quite good, Lucy. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Well, whatever Jenny Darling said to Phoebes, it worked in amongst a lot of very heavy-handed symbolism about cherries. Would you like a cherry, Phoebe? Oh dear, yours seems to have popped. Phoebes cheered up anyway, having sat in her room playing The Time of Your Life by Green Day, which is my song for being miserable, how very dare she. Kate had the cheek to say that Alex was some random boy. No, Alex wasn't some random boy. Toby Fairbrother was though, Kate. Phoebe then triumphantly told her mother to bugger off. I'm not going to talk to my mother about my sex life. I'm going to talk to my granny about hers, which is a novel approach. Sometimes I want to grab my backpack and go, said Kate to anyone who'd listen. Good, off you pop. Don't let the door hit you up the arse on the way out. Shula tried to calm Kenton down, and that went well. He now seems to have decided that David is responsible for everything in the world, from the Palestinian crisis to malaria, and that Kenton is the only one that can see it. I foresee white coats and a fleeing wife very soon. Pip took Rex out for a walk to some other bloody farm show. What do you think of it so far? He's big, said Rex, Rex wagging his tail furiously. Pip <clears> was <throat> torn between checking out the feeds and forage and the livestock. It sounded like the world's worst school trip. Then we are going to buy some pencil sharpeners, eat our packed lunches and buy a sticker for the back of the minibus that says farmers get it all over their wellies. Back at Hollow Tree, Rex and Toby snapped at each other. Don't lead her on, tell it like it is, said Rex to Toby. Tell what like what is. Oh, stop with the oblique now and go back to when it was all spelled out and coloured in for us. I like that better. Toby is apparently only after Pip for her gosling acreage potential. Win-win, he said joyfully to Vivat Rex, who whined anxiously. Well, it's only win-win if you can put up with a woman who just says, Yes, I suppose so. Yes, maybe you're right. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All the bloody time. 
I refer the court to my earlier statement in which I said it will be revealed that Toby is a cad and a bounder and Vivat Rex will emerge as Mr. Nice Guy and will save Pip and they will live in happy, boring, domestic contentment punctuated by the odd flood slash other natural disaster for the rest of their lives and ours too. The end. That was epic. It's quite long, wasn't it? Sorry. Uh, it, it, as, a, as, a, as I'm probably going to say at the end because I can see into the future it was a long ting <laughs> <laughs> now as I'm probably going to say at the end <laughs> you like that you see what I did there <laughs> uh, why don't we crack on Lucy yep and let's turn to our wondrous guest Angela Barnes now Martin said that yep. Yep. Martin in his guise of Derek Fletcher said yeah. that you had once performed CPR on somebody. Yes. To the tube because uh, yeah. Barrett Green was used as by the NHS was recommended as before they started this staying alive nonsense. Staying alive, it was indeed. It was. But I, yeah, I, I trained as a nurse, and in my training, we were taught to do chest compressions in CPR to the tune of the Archers because it made the rhythm right and the right number of compressions before right. you did the breaths. And um, this is a story I tell because I, I did a preview of my show, uh, which is what um, Martin saw. So okay. it's a story I tell in my show about, um, and a true story, that when I was a, a student nurse and I was walking down the street, I was in Islington, and, um, and I saw a, a road accident and um, a guy was badly hurt and I panicked. I was a student nurse at the time and just, oh my God, I, I have to go and do something. This is the first time I've had to do anything like this. And I was absolutely terrified. And, uh, and I went over and the adrenaline was pumping and I was like, oh my God. And this guy wasn't responsive. So I had to start doing CPR, which I did. And eventually the paramedics turned up and they took over and the police took a statement and uh, I went around the corner and was violently sick. Oh. Um, and then I was, just, I was just so scared by the whole thing. And then the next day uh, I got a call from the police just to say that the guy uh, was okay and had pulled through and, um, and to say that I was the laughing stock of the ambulance centre. When I asked why, he said, because the, when the paramedics turned up, I was singing the archers. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, a little bit off-putting, probably for the paramedics. <laughs> Is this just a nutcase again? Or does she know what she's doing? <laughs> so they weren't sure whether you were the one that had attacked him in the first place. Wasn't it road accident where I had this woman just sprang out, of, sprang out of nowhere and assaulted him? That's amazing. Yeah. It was, and it was actually, it was because of that story... Uh, that I got put in touch with you guys because I did um, a TV show back in, well, I think we recorded it in November, but I think it was on earlier this year uh, with Alan Davies on Dave, his as yet untitled show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, and I was on that and I told that story and I just got loads of people tweeted me because I'd come out on TV as being an Archers fan. <laughs> loads of people tweeted me and kept saying, have you been listening to Dumpty Dum? And I, that was when I first heard of you guys. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I started listening. Cool. Yeah, there you go. That's very exciting. So basically, your Archer's fandom saved a man's life. That's how I like to frame it, yes. <laughs> yeah, did, did, it, it certainly helps. <laughs> Susan Kalman did a brilliant thing about having watched so many medical dramas that when <laughs> someone says to her, when if she's in the theatre or something and so, you know says, we need... Is, we need a doctor she has to physically restrain herself from standing up and shouting i'm here and rushing over to go and you know because she genuinely thinks she can do it but 
you when you're a trainee nurse you must have this awful feeling of oh god this you're looking around for the responsible adult and then you realize oh, it's you it was terrifying because i looked around hoping that there was a doctor or <laughs> a proper one nurse or someone who <laughs> had a trump a card to me you know um <laughs> I remember a, a few weeks before that happened, actually, I was walking along and I was in my uniform again as a student nurse. And I saw a load of people crowded in the road and thought, oh, my God, there's somebody has been hurt. I'm I'm in a nurse's uniform. I can't not. I can't just walk by. And I went over and it was a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> so I got away without having to deal with that one. <laughs> but I do, I do think that it is something everyone should go and learn to do because... You just never know. What, hum the Archer's theme tune. Absolutely. <laughs> if you don't know the Archer's theme tune, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but they, because nurses have to do BLS like once every six months, don't they? Yes. To keep their training. Yeah. I was, I used to work at the Holly Street Clinic and I was useless because <laughs> where we had, I was in radiology and somebody went into cardiac arrest on the table right. and the nurse came rushing out, sort of shot past me and said, uh dial 111 which was our our code to get the the uh the crash team yeah and i picked up the phone and i looked at the keyboard at the, the the keypad of the phone and i just couldn't do it i couldn't my brain just went flat complete flat line unresponsive couldn't remember the number couldn't i knew it was 111 but i was just looking at this phone yeah. as if i'd never seen one before and in the end she sort of pushed me out of the way, grabbed the phone, did it herself. And I just thought, my God, I can't even make a phone call. You know, there's me thinking, oh, I'd probably be quite good in an emergency. I was absolutely sodding useless. Worse than I, useless. I reckon if you'd had to, you know, if there was somebody there trumping you, that's why I think that you'd because there's somebody else. Oh, really? Control. If you'd had to, I think you'd be fucked because adrenaline's an amazing thing. Right. Just, I think that's why I had to go around the corner and throw up afterwards because oh. I was just, just um, you know, that, so suddenly it's like this is down to me now and, and everything gets clear. So you, you were hoping someone was going to wander past in, oh, in, in, in a stethoscope and, you know. <laughs> I was hoping for Susan Cowman to walk around that corner <laughs> and take over. <laughs> is there anybody else here? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, oh, God. <laughs> Why did they change it from Barrett Green to um, Staying Alive? Well, I imagine because it's more trendy, isn't it? I, I mean, say it's more trendy. It's from the 70s, but... Um, yeah, it's a shame, really. I mean, they're, they're forever changing the amount of compressions. And um, now I think they say not to do breaths at all and to just do chest compressions. And But that's why you have to do the, the BLS every six months or so, just because, you know, different best practices are always being discovered. So uh -huh. maybe, I don't know, there's a difference in the rhythm. Um, I'm really not sure. You see, if but I, if I, if, if, if uh chaps if any of you are with me and i go into cardiac arrest i want to be rescued with barrett green do not <laughs> attempt anything you should have that with john on your chest yes so they know. <laughs> like, do not resuscitate do not attempt to resuscitate with john travolta thank yeah. you very much <laughs> so 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 plot predictions what are you thinking about adam well i, I mean the ultimatum i think has been a long time coming um, I'm surprised he's hung on in there as long as he has. I I think he might go. You know, I go maybe, leave or go go leave the series. I think, leave. I, I I think him and Ian maybe will sail off into the sunset together. <coughs> maybe it is time for him to leave and and set up on his own somewhere. I can imagine them going to set up a little restaurant in Tuscany or something like that. No, they're going to take over no. the brew. Oh, that's not a bad 
Yeah. But then I don't know what Kenton will do. What happened to Kenton and Jolene? Well, Kenton will be carted off. He will be sectioned by them, won't he? He's He's definitely, he's regressed, hasn't he? Spoiled little brat. Well, he's a man on the edge, isn't he? Absolutely. There's a lot of sort of backlash against him now. But actually, last week there was a lot of backlash against him on the Twitters with people saying, stop acting like such a twat, you know, just grow up. But this week, everyone's going, no, he's right. It is. It has all been about David. And well, people I are sort do, of coming I mean, out I, in sympathy. I think David is clearly the favourite of the kid, of those children. And I do think <laughs> that, that he's right about that. I think he's overreacted to the whole non-sale of Brookfield. I mean... I'd love to be able to say that had I been in Kenton's shoes, I wouldn't have gone and spent all that money before I had it. But I probably would have done at least some of it. So, you know. I, th- I think part of the, 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 the glee about it all is a bit of schadenfreude from everybody because we all absolutely. know that's exactly what we would have done. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely what I would have done. And um, so, yeah, so I can't, I can't hate Kenton too much for it, but he's just the whining now is getting a bit a bit much but I do find Dave you know the way um uh oh god I've forgotten her name David's mum Jill. Jill the way she is with him mm. you know sometimes that just makes me feel a bit queasy yep I think that's harsh 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 but you like all the mummies don't you Royf you always... no no I think it's quite understandable uh when you look at the history of that uh that clan of the archers, that section of the archers, it was that Kenton always was the wayward one. Yeah. And he up sticks, left Ambridge because Ambridge was too small for him. He was bored. Yeah, but and that's how he got away once... with so much. Uh, well, so he's trying to have it both ways then, isn't he? Yes, quite well, simply. I guess, I, mean, I guess David is the one who stayed at Brooklyn. Exactly, and taken on the family inheritance, he's taken on the farm. It's not that he's the favourite, but, you know, Phil and Jill had something to be to bequeath to the next generation. It was the farm. Shula wasn't interested. Lizzie definitely wasn't interested. And Kenton wasn't even in the same hemisphere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, so what, what are we going to do? You know, burn the place down? <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> but if you're go- if you're gonna if you're going to absent yourself from the family because it's too small for you and you're a little bit you know you you look down your nose at it a little bit and think oh it's all a bit you know it's all a bit rural isn't it and I'm I'm made of sort of more adventurous stuff then you can't come marching back in and demand you know your rights and demand to be accepted back again and, and have a certain status in the family if if that was what you chucked over in the first place. Yeah, I think you're right. He made that decision all those years ago to, that, like, to go off and be a man of the world and, mm. and David stayed and... I don't know. I, I disagree with you again here, Ryan. I don't, I, maybe I'm just coming up with semantic points, but you can demand your share as a sibling of what is yours, which is kind of what he did do. He was just like, let's liquidate it straight away. Let's, let's when you sell up and I want the cash. And that was his right because he was an heir of, of Phil. But, you know, he's taken on no responsibilities and yeah. he has no real attachment. He doesn't to have the, the emotional connection. No, he doesn't at all. And, no. he, and, he, and never has done. He was never a farmer. And, you know, when I first started listening to it, there was no Kenton because he was sailing the seas or whatever the heck he was doing. For years, there's no Kenton. Yeah. Yeah, he was off sowing his seed across the southern hemisphere. (laughs) 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 Now, as a a comic, 
Yes. How do you actually feel that since you've been listening to it, the Archers has got more comedic or less so? Or, you know, how do you see the way that the script writers weave in comedy into the kind of general drama? I think it's always been it's always been there. What I like about it is although you've got those comic characters, the Grundies, you know, your Linda Snell, they've all got real heart and pathos. They also have emotion and and bad things happen to them as well. So there's no real, I mean, the only real cartoony characters are the ones who don't appear, aren't they? Like the buttons and the, um, so I I think, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I find Linda Snell utterly hilarious, you know, the snobbery and the, but she's got such a heart as Mm. well. And I think that comedy wouldn't work so much if you didn't love her. Yeah, no, I was completely utterly won over when Vicky uh, was pregnant and realised she was going to have a Down's child and yeah. she turned to Linda, didn't she? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was so touching and Linda was just an absolute rock. And the touching as well because you know Linda's here and that she hasn't got children of her own. Mm, exactly. You know? That whole, it, it was really moving. Yeah, and I think that's why you can laugh at Linda because you can also, you know, she's a, a rounded character. Mm with with um proper emotions and you know um so I, I like that there aren't any real 2d comedy characters they're yeah. all people you know that you can that you can like and get frustrated with and get angry with um, as well as laugh at i i think susan carter is one of the best comic yeah. actresses on the archers i think her timing is absolutely impeccable absolutely yes what was the whole thing with her and Neil recently? The little innuendo. I'm making a chilli, Neil. That was the... <laughs> <laughs> I've put the chilli on. <laughs> and she had that little <laughs> in her voice. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and Lillian as well, I just think, you know. And again, she's had such difficult storylines, Lillian. Mm. Difficult things happen to her. But she's such a, an old lush. And it's hilarious. I mean, the, the scenes with her and Kate over this new business venture. Ah, mm. oh, brilliant. You feel a, a connection with Lillian, don't you? I do. I, do. I mean, in Is no it way... a connection I, through, through gin? I say it's mainly a gin-based connection oh, okay. <laughs> that I feel with Lillian. But I just like the fact that she's, you know, she's got that carefree attitude and she'll go out and, ah, oh, sod it, put it on the credit card, sort of can't take it with you attitude, you know, which, yeah, mm. it's got her into trouble, but... I think I'd like to grow old like Lillian. Well, she I'd isn't. Like, she's my... one of the grown-ups, is she? She isn't an Auntie Christine or a or a Jill or anything. She's kind of she's she's kind of got that joie de vivre still. Exactly. You can see why Kate turns to her and not to mm. any of the other sort of matriarchal women because she gets Kate. I mean, Kate's an appalling character, and I <laughs> drives me nuts. But thank God she. No, does. she's an appalling person, but she's a great character. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, thank God she's there because she really gives some darkness. To, <laughs> has me shouting at my MP3 player, that one. Oh. Where, where do you so listen? When, what are you yeah. doing when you listen? I, I tend to be on, so because much of my life is spent on trains, travelling around, touring and things, so I tend to, I download them and listen to them when I'm out and about on the train on my on my iPod usually. I have a friend, it's very rude, he's, he's convinced I'm the only person in the world who downloads the Archers podcast. <laughs> he said he's the only person million in the Venn diagram, right. people who listen to the Archers and people who use a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so are you gearing up for Edinburgh now? I am indeed, yeah, three weeks so, to go. So how, how does that gearing up process uh, look? How does it work? 
it's well we um so I'll be taking a, a new solo show this year so that's an hour long solo show so I started previewing it well I started working on it pretty much when I got back from Edinburgh last year started doing previews and working progress shows sort of March time mm-hmm. um so now I've got I think I've got about six or seven previews to go and then the run starts in August are you not? Are you not? Are you not completely sick of it, having done nothing but that for a year? It it's not. Too, well, I mean, when I'm doing the comedy clubs, I do something completely different. Mm. My my set in comedy clubs is is quite different to the hour long show. So and the show changes so over the last six months. Even the show I did two weeks ago is very different to a preview I did today. Um, just because it's constantly, you know, it's I call it killing babies. It's accepting the bits that don't work and yeah. getting rid of them, you know, and that's half the process is the editing. So by the time I get to Edinburgh, the show will be hopefully ready, but it'll be very different to what it was when I started the previewing process. Yeah. And which, other than Brian Aldridge, yeah. which of the male characters do you think needs a little dose of humor a little dose of comedy oh i who, who needs one did you say yeah because I, I you know my my thing is that the female characters are written much better than the male ones on a whole on a I whole right and then if you look at the you know there's comedy in susan lillian yeah. uh linda but there's only one male character who has you know a comedic side which is brian, brian so yeah i i think Possibly the one Eddie's lots and lots of true, true. Eddie and Joe, yeah, these are pretty, but they're they're more laughing at them, aren't they? Exactly, which is your thing, Lucy, isn't it? Yeah, I think the one who needs it most is Tom. (laughs) Just oh, when he went through that phase, you know, the whole Kirsty thing and those bloody sausages and the ready meals, and the oh, god. (laughs) it was interminable. And I I can't think of any funny storyline he's had. You know, it's just, he's quite a... I wouldn't be inviting him to a dinner party anytime soon. I go back to my, would you go on a long car journey rule. And I would never go on a long car journey with Tom. Absolutely no way. No way. He's got nothing else in his life apart from those pigs. And it's, he's a young man. You know, it's tragic. But he's, new Tom is atoning for old Tom though, isn't he? Because new Tom has actually, absolutely had a personality transplant. No. He's had a voice transplant. He has. He's not. He's still as boring as he was. Two weeks ago and said to Brenda, I messed up. You know, he's like, I let Kirsty go. She was, she was an amazing woman. Yeah. A staggering realisation that the rest of us had. He's not talking about sausages and and, and pork. He said said two interesting things. I don't think there was any heart in that. That was just a, oh, I'm on my own and you've moved on to Brenda, you know? You two are so (laughs) wrong. Right. He, he is completely now into the family business, not Tom Archer sausages. All Tom Archer was interested in before was Tom Archer's sausages. And he wanted to run down areas of the family farm, uh, you know, to make way for his wieners, his porkers, or whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> and he was forever going off to Underwoods or whatever the heck it was to sell, to sell his bloody ready meals. Now he's all about the farm shop, the farm, working with Johnny, etc. You two are so wrong here. I don't know. I think. What do you mean you don't know? Well, because (laughs) it's because Tony's, you know, had his accident and he's had to step up. 
But I don't think... I think if Tony hadn't had that accident, that wouldn't have happened. No. And he's just older now. He's more mature and slightly less of a dickhead than he was. But he's still... still fanta- yeah, exactly. Absolutely. 99%. Wait a minute. You, Percy, seem to have forgotten that you also faced down Rob, didn't he? <laughs> uh, you know, a few months ago. Wait. You know. What, oh god! What was the instance? And Rob came to him and said, "Right, I want to do X and Y and Z." And basically, uh, Tom yeah, said, yeah, yeah. "Exactly." Mm, yeah, that's oh, still not enough. If Tom was any sort of Rob, we'd be sorting Rob out for a start. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that one makes my blood boil. Yeah, I don't think you're alone there. Well, no, no. I mean, I know that's <laughs> on death. Some, something <laughs> of a recurring theme. <laughs> oh, but he just, I, I. I've known someone like him. Luckily, I wasn't in a relationship with him, but someone in my family was. And, they were, you know, that narcissistic, passive-aggressive bully, mm. I cannot abide it. Can't. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Helen's, to be fair, but I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I think that's what's nice about the ambiguity. If you had somebody, um, somebody completely... Say you had... Who could we have? Say you had... I don't know, somebody like Phoebe yeah. who was going out with um, <clears throat> with a boyfriend that was treating her the way Rob's treating Helen. There aren't very many people who actually like Helen. No. But all of us would kill Rob. Oh, absolutely. And I, I you know, for all the whining of Helen and, and you know, I, I find her a spoilt little... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Princess. For all that, I wouldn't wish what Rob's doing to her no. on anybody. No, no, no. Absolutely. You know, it's very dark. Very yeah. dark. Huh. Ah. Well, well, that's a great way to end this interview, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what a downer. Sorry. <laughs> I've segued from stand-up comedy to domestic violence. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so uh, now we've uh, kind of just about finished chatting with our like mega guest. Shall we crack on with some caller in loose? Yes.
Hello, Ambridge 3962. Who's first, Lucy? Uh, Mary Natis and her things I have shouted at the radio this week. Hiya, uh, it's Mary here. I tweet infrequently as Mary Lettuce. Things I have shouted at the radio this week. Kenton, have you got a brain tumour or what? Kate, no, no. Pip, please, please, please choose the right brother. And Jenny, you are the best grandma ever. I think I shouted most at Kenton, on the whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, as but we've discussed all that with um with Angela just now. Uh, Kenton's uh, does he have a right to be quite as hard done by as he feels he is? And my answer is no. He bloody well does not. But I know that that is not your answer. My answer that I gave was much more nuanced than that, Lucy. <laughs> much just... more nuanced. No. <laughs> He has a right to an inheritance, but he doesn't have a right, I would say, to say that David was the, the favoured uh, yeah. son, the favoured sibling, uh, because he up sticks and from day one always said he wasn't interested in the farm. Yeah. You know. Mm. But yes, he's got a legal right to uh, when the thing's uh, sold and divvied up. Of course, he's got a right to it, but he hasn't got that nonsense about David always being the, the favoured one. I think it's the right to status that's getting on my wick. Mm. He does have a problem with the fact that David is is seen as being um, a hero, which Mm. for him, really, when you boil it down, is being solid and dependable. That's what Kenton is really struggling Mm. with. Well, no one has ever been able to rely on Kenton. No. And, And once again, they still can't. Absolutely. Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. Sorry about uh, the radio silence for a bit. I've been at a conference in the worst hotel in the world, which had no radio and no Wi-Fi. I was absolutely isolated. So I'm only catching up with both um, the Archers and Dum-Dum-Dum now. Um, A couple of weeks back, Kenton was uh, given a bit of a roasting by Yokel Bear, who likened him to his school chum, Phil Smith, who threw his copy of Lord of the Rings into the swimming pool. Ooh, Lord of the Rings, no. Anyway, um, I think Kenton is probably en route to a bit of a breakdown, bless him. But he is totally right about Dave being the favourite and getting all the... uh, the sort of good stuff. I mean, this has gone back decades. Everything was lined up for David's benefit regarding handing on the farm. Uh, we were meant to be appalled that Elizabeth and Kenton thought that wasn't fair, but I wasn't appalled. It wasn't fair. Um, I think if Dave was the one who was going to work on the farm, then he should have been paid to do it with the family, with sorry, with the farm being inherited by all the four siblings equally, and they could run it like a committee. I think it would have been a bit uh, eventful and dramatic but it would have been fair dusty substances has stayed in the worst hotel in the world it cannot be worse than gay grables was there a smelly old man uh, dressed in a cheerleader's uniform sitting in the corner if not <laughs> it was not worse than gay grables um and she's she's reigniting the fire yokel bears fire mm. about phil smith and lord of the rings i don't we can't go back there again Phil Smith, I think he's going to start getting a restraining order out on all of us. Not just Yokel Bear. Me, Royfield, everybody. With a spoon, a whole lot. With a spoon! 
Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Mercy Greetings Lucy Royfield and all Dumpty Dummers around the world Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here Talking to you from sunny Summit, New Jersey it was indeed an exciting and eventful week in Ambridge, with lots of people yelling back and forth at each other. That's what we like. First on the list, Kenton. He made only a cameo appearance this week, but what an appearance it was, as he continues down the path of involuntary psychiatric commitment. In response to Shula's earnest attempt at family therapy and reconciliation, he decompensated into a paranoid delusional puddle in front of her eyes, casting David as some sort of Dickinsonian evil capitalist, sitting back and counting his money while his cronies enter the figures into a ledger and do all the milking and bailing for him. Even his loving mother Jill is too fearful to be in the same room as Kenton. And how about Adam standing up to both Brian and Charlie? Yes, I know Brian is everyone's favorite male character, but he can be a bit of a bully at times. And Charlie certainly has a hard time coping when he's not on top, or did I mean the top, in a relationship. Rex and Toby. There's a lot of anger and resentment percolating in Rex, isn't there? What was Toby doing midweek? Methinks it has to do with what deed was done in Brighton that dare not speak its name. Perhaps he's performing some weekly community service, like pulling weeds from the side of the road in an orange jumpsuit as penance for his sins. Lastly, let's not ignore the distaff side of the village. Phoebe's world did not collapse when Kate spilled the beans to Granny. In fact, it was helped because of Jennifer's empathy and sage advice. But will Phoebe be good to her word and never speak to Kate again? We can only hope. I am reminded of what my best friend, then and now, wrote to me in our sixth grade graduation book. By the way, he's now an eminent Trollop scholar. He wrote, Do not tell a secret to a friend, for when he becomes your foe, your secret the world will know. With those sage words, Angus and I will return to perusing the new Dumpty Dum website. We'll talk again next week. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Mercy And uh, he mentioned his friend who is now He's <laughs> never now Who is now very eminent trollop uh, I have quite a few friends who are now eminent trollops I have to say <laughs> With a spoon <laughs> They're my favourite friends in fact In fact they would probably count me as an eminent trollop as well So good for that I like that mm. Hello, Dumb Stomach, Joker Bear here, calling from Swindon, which um, apparently is twinned with Walt Disney World. I just thought I'd give you a goofy fact about Swindon, though when I've told people this before, they think I'm taking the mickey, and to be quite honest, I don't think they give a Donald Duck. This week, Adam, I really like it when they bring in more farming issues, and but I'm a bit of a yokel from the country, so kind of gets me going a little bit so adam has got an absolute real point this is a massive problem um intensive farming over farming hugely bad consequences long term and a lot of short-term thinking really causing problems however you've got to balance that against the fact that adam is a bit of a git, really, isn't he? I mean, he stormed into to Brian. That's it. I'm leaving. I'm just upping sticks. What about Ian? Has he mentioned this to Ian? Has he discussed it? 
I bet he hasn't. I don't know. Maybe he will go. Maybe that's how this whole Adam Charlie thing might be resolved. Though, I think after teasing us for so, so long, I don't think Adam and Charlie are going to happen. Yokel Bear says that Swindon is twinned with Disneyland. Yokel Bear, that is a massive lie, and you are twinned with La La Land. <laughs> Um, he said, why has, has, has Adam discussed this extraordinary decision to jack in the whole thing with Ian? But we don't know because Ian is apparently not even in it anymore, is he? Because he's vanished. No, but I've said that. He'll the never the, the mission in Ian in terms of the drama is analogous to the fact that he hasn't admit, you know, said this to Ian you yeah. know, in his relationship. So I think we can say that Ian will probably be in it at some point this week and go, what the hell have you done that for, Adam? Poor Ian. Adam's yeah, got it, form doing this, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Poor Ian spends, Ian spends his life going, you've done what? <laughs> That's all he ever seems to say. Every, mm. every sort of, every script, he never gets his own storyline. He's always chasing behind Adam, sort of 30 yards, trying to catch up with whatever. You've just you know. brought up a really good point. When's the last time that Ian actually had his own storyline? Not just punched Rob, but he, there was a mm. point in the mid-2000s when it'd be a case of there'd be some change on the menu and he'd be hassled in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it was his father and coming to terms with the wedding, wasn't it? It's a long time ago now, isn't it? That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like Adam Stooge. That's why the that's why everyone always thinks the relationship's going to going to go kaput because it's not Mm. equal at all. It's 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 sort of Ian hopping along behind Adam, sort of thirty yards in front, you know, chasing Mm. after him, saying, "What's going on? What's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing now?" Adam doesn't view Ian as an equal at all. Very true. Mrs. Bentos. Solipsistic. Yes. Not Mrs. Bentos. She's not solipsistic. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Bentos. Good word though, Royfield. That's it. I've had enough, Dumpty Dum. Unless I get what I asked for, which is a car horn that plays geese honking the melody of Prince songs, a large plasma screen on the Never Never and free accommodation for a month in the Royal Garden Suite at Grey Gables while my slippers dry out, I am leaving. I'm flouncing and sodding off never to return. Yes, this week I have taken a leaf out of what seems like most of the characters in the Archers of Late and I'm making empty threats about packing up my upcycled tea sets and manky bunting and doing one far away from Ambridge. We've had the will-they-won't-they, while everyone knows they won't, leaving story of Ruth and David, and we've had months and months of the Tuckers doing the most drawn-out exit, so it got to the point where, when it finally did happen, I was completely shocked. And then we've had Pip, who's supposed to be swanning off to Brazil, but instead she's clearly going to be staying around to be goosed by the fair brethren. And now Adam is threatening to leave after his spat with Brian. But it's not going to happen, I'll wager. I don't reckon he's going anywhere. We've had so many of these I'm leaving but not leaving cliffhangers that their currency is completely diminished. And bye. She talks about Adam and his bloody ultimatums. Ultimator? Um, and I, it, it reminds me of the people that say they're going to leave the country if Labour get in. And they're always the people who you really, really, really wish would leave the country. But the buggers never do. They're all still here. Um so yes, I'm not a big fan of the ultimator, really. I think you should only do it if you are very, very sure what... You know, it's that old thing, isn't it? Never ask a question if the, and you, if you don't know what the answer's going to be. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, people who do that kind of thing. It's all just... It's like people are always threatening to leave jobs. 
and you know casually leave their 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 their, their leaving letter lying around so they can accidentally be seen. So everyone says, "Oh no, don't go!" And then they say, "Oh, right, then I'll say, You know, you think just be bloody direct, for God's sake. <laughs> Hi you two, it's Jacqueline Berto from Sanguen in France here. I'm back and up to date after weeks of too much occupation. I've had life imitating fiction with the Village Fate Committee, a music festival, the Tour de France, my aged in-laws, mad dogs, Englishmen and Hudson. I wanted to make a comment about Jill. It appeared from last week that not many dumpty dummers that understand why on earth Jill should have the fair brother Grace Cloud hanging over her. Well, I'm married to a widower, and when I chose to move into his house and let mine out, I realised that there was always somebody else there who had chosen the furniture, whose clothes, despite the years she had gone, were still in cupboards. Well, now, a lot more time has passed under the bridge, and it's my house. But there's always that lingering ghost, and you can't really badmouth a ghost. Not like you could if she, it was after a divorce. So I think we should just give Jill a bit of a break and a little bit of understanding. Bye for now. Keep up the good work. Yes. And that's it, I think. We've done all the calls. See, that was well, super I mean, quick. You have. You did them all yourself. Well done. <laughs> Got a lot of vim in you this week there, Freeman. <coughs> yes. Stay nurse. Uh, let's have a break. Let's come back. Have a bit of Millie. And then do some hashtag Archer Sweets of the Week. Hello, I'm Sarah Smith, proud sponsor of Dumpty Dum. If you want to polish up your Albion, give your optics a wipe or even mop up after your ferrets, Sarah Smith cloths are eco-friendly, reusable and washable. And, you know, a bit posh. Sarah Smith, available from Sainsbury's for the posher washer. Proud sponsors of Dumpty Dum. Fancy getting your mouth round something warm? Something comforting you can really get a firm grip on. Why not buy a Dumpty Dum mug from the shop at dumptydum.com? Goes down lovely. Um, my name is Kate. My name's Joe. My name's Nicola. My name is Suzanne Hakimi. My name is Mary Parkinson. I'm in Hope House as a client. Um, I have had addiction issues um, throughout my house, um, um, including an eating disorder, heroin, crack, um, addiction drink, to drugs, methadone, and alcohol. I'm here because it got really bad. Hope House started off as an eight-bed unit in Maida Vale, and um, we're an all-women unit. I had read an article about Hope House some months before and when I read about it what I read or what I took away from the article was that this was a place where women worked to help other women. Coming soon to iTunes 1001 Conversations a new podcast from Royfield Brown. G'day everyone. We've had an interesting week with, I think it would be fair to say, Goslings dominating Bookerface. I've noticed that a little group seems to have started up in support of the uh, Fair Brethren, so um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And uh, Stuart Arundale said in uh, the group that Fresh Off the Press is a white paper from the T-Rex Research Group. Mark Gregory has been running the numbers 
and we fear a crisis more serious than the Cambridge F word. A goose apparently poops one to two pounds of poop every day. Ten geese is seven thousand pounds a year. Two hundred and fifty geese. Well, I'm sure you get the picture. One hundred seventy-five thousand pounds of goose droppings every year. Our current projection is that Cambridge will be flooded again by Christmas. So there you go. Sharon Evans also said that she liked uh, the use of the word eco-babble, and if that's not a flounce-inducing word, I don't know what is. There's uh, been quite some response to the amount of poop, um, and uh, I guess you could go look for it, but um, Mark Gregory did say that uh, the two-pound a day is an average over their lifetime for the geese, so I guess halfway through we may well hear, we got to get a bigger boat, <laughs> which I rather enjoyed. Uh, Stuart Arundel, who's been prolific this week, obviously uh, enjoying the whole geesing, uh, came up with some facts about geese formation, uh, which uh, you can uh, look up yourselves, but it's basically to do with the fact that they fly in uh, the V formation for a greater efficiency. Um, absolutely loved this. There is a roll call for the names of the 250 geese. And the names uh, run from everything from the, uh, I guess, just the ordinary uh, names like uh, Daphne and Darcy, through to the uh, classical with Andromeda, to, through to the funny. There's applesauce and uh, there's butterball and there's cranberry, etc., etc. So uh, the listeners obviously have a little bit more time on their hands than I realised, and they have been looking through to see what they can call these beautiful things. Um, on our page, we asked, have you ever met someone who listens to the artist and they just didn't seem to fit the profile? And I asked the question because I'm very shortly going to go to America to meet some other Archers addicts um, in September. And one of the people that I've become friends with who obviously knows a lot about the Archers, she just doesn't fit the profile. I, don't, I still don't understand how she found the Archers because she's American, no connection whatsoever with the UK that I can find. Uh, Rosie Cross said that she's 23, she's been listening for about eight years, and apart from that, she pretty much fits the profile. Her sister says she's 850 odd at heart, so there's nothing at all wrong with being 50 or odd. Um, Sue Hopkinson points out that uh, Archer's addicts are really diverse, and so no one should be expected or unexpected. Um, Sarah Charlie Harding says she follows a few good looking guys in their 20s who listen to the Archers. Um, although she says at her age of 28, it's very rare she speaks to someone who's an Archers fan. Gerard Pearson said the wicketkeeper for his cricket team, young laddish, downloads the omnibus to listen to work. Um, oh, Alexandra Orpel points out that Goddess Deva, of course, um, does not fit the profile, and yet she's obviously a passionate uh, listener. Uh, Ollie Bladen said, didn't DJ Yoda send in the Dumpty Dum a few weeks ago? I've seen him DJ quite a few times and I'd say he's quite far from the mean demographic. So, yep, there were a, a few of us uh, far and wide. I should be asking a few more questions to try to get to know you a little bit better over the next couple of weeks. Um, if you get the chance to go to our new webpage, I really recommend it. It is slick. It is a beautiful looking page. Um, some of you may know that in my day job I actually teach uh, computers and uh, I would give uh, a very high score to someone who submitted that website design to me so well done everybody involved. That's enough leather from me and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Woo woo!
Thank you for that from down under. Misspell. Uh, Lucy. Yeah. Ratloff. Some cracking archers tweets, which have the hashtag the archers on the end of them. Andy Dutton said, I think Toby has time travelled here from the 70s. <laughs> yes, there is something of the car, <laughs> the 70s car salesman about him. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, Martin Figura who said, Oh, Adam, we'll miss your positivity. Perhaps you could take Kate and Toby with you and start a new venture down under. Please. I'm not sure Millie Bell had wanted, to be honest. Uh, Claire Doherty said, To be fair to Pip, Dumpty Dum, the 19-year-old who focuses on her new job instead of getting her bit is not a 19-year-old I want to meet. Mm. (laughs) Yes, that was me, wasn't it, being slightly too serious and saying mm, oh she shouldn't mm. be messing around with boys she should be concentrating on her career proper feminist uh sarah duggars said kenton is the new daryl if only the village was still flooded someone could hold him under until he stops whinging very true god yes right he is the new daryl because when he starts you just think oh you get the same sinking feeling every time he opens his gob as i used to get every time daryl started on about oh my craftsman me um <laughs> d daily this is tweet of the week D Daly said <laughs> this is about uh Ruth uh, giving David the the uh the sort of roundup of her of her mother <coughs> in hospital in Pruda. She said I'd be confused and unhappy if Ruth came to visit me in hospital in all fairness. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> you know what I've realized in all this dumpty dumbness? That you are nice and I am horrid. No, no. You are just a total brick and you're dependable and you're I'm solid. a total what? A brick. brick. Thank brick. you. <laughs> and I think you're awesome. And, but what I have noticed, realised, is that nobody likes Ruth, do they? Not one listener is No, somebody Ruth. fancies her, don't they? Who is it? He said, I like her accent. I like a Geordie accent, is what he said, and I forget who. Who was it? Exactly was it Paul Room? It was some somebody like like Paul yeah. Room, but it was like I like the accent, but actually, she has absolutely no supporters, no. and <laughs> I feel that's a little bit mean. You know, she's... I feel a bit guilty now. Now well, you put it out there. You think about it; she's hardly a mad, uh, you know, a, a mad axe murderer, is she? No. You know, the poor woman's had cancer. Yeah. She, what else has she had that's afflicted her? She was the mother of Pip. <laughs> Old Pip. <laughs> then there's new Pip. And new Pip. And at her <laughs> age, that's not, that's no mean feat, giving birth to a 19-year-old. Absolutely. Yeah. No wonder she sounds cheesed off. I want somebody next week. Her pelvic floor week... must be knackered. Stop Sorry. you. <laughs> I want somebody next week to what ring in, in it's all over. and absolutely explain the reasons why every li- every listener to the Archers reviles Ruth Archer. Because they do. No one's ever got a good word to say about her. And it isn't just the fact that she always cooks oven chips. Well, I don't like her because I want to have a special cuddle with David and she's getting in the way. <laughs> She's not. She's up in Buddy Prudder. Just nip over to Ambridge. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. What a fool I am sitting here talking to you. And I could be over there <laughs> in me waders. <laughs> Lucy. Yes. That's a proper long one, that was. 
that, there's no Dublin Tundra there. No, no. So it's a, or as my cousin Arthur would say, you a long ting. It's a long ting. <laughs> but at the end of that long show, uh, why don't you go to dumdydum.com to try our new website. It's all shiny and new and there's pictures of Lucy and people drinking tea out of Dumdy Dum mugs. It's awesome. Uh, and you can wait and comment on the shows. Like if you're logged on to Facebook and if you're not, just do that and then you can write comments and you, oh, it's, you know what, Lucy. Yeah. Our website's a triumph. That's what it is. I haven't looked yet, but also I think- What a surprise. I think my monologues are on there and I'm a bit worried about the typing because I haven't checked them for typos. Well, I'll tell I you what, you know, up, I'm so. a dyslexic. Even I noticed <laughs> the odd typo in oh, there. Really? Like... <laughs> um, right, oh God. Let me but, I'll change them then and then you can put But them you know, you can actually log on to the website and- uh, put these on yourself you have your can own I? account lucy yes do i yes ah you really need to look at it i know i will i'm sorry you know what i'm like about new things no good at new if things. something isn't solely about you you're not interested are you no yes of course i am i'm just you know what i'm like about new stuff i get mm. frightened by it i well, skirt around it okay well if you want me to hold your hand whilst you log on to the new website i will do that but to anybody you else near my hand Hmm? I'm not letting you anywhere near my hand. I'll do it myself. It'll be absolutely Good. fine. I'll sure. just ask Tilly. She seems okay. the most competent technical person <laughs> in is. your household. Yes, by a mile. <laughs> but anyway, if you're a little bit more technically savvy than our Lucy, uh, dear listener, why don't you log on to dumdydum.com, create an account, and then the whole world of dumdydum is in front of you where you can create your own articles and just do stuff. You can follow people. And, and I tell you what, Lucy, you can actually see what the caller in has looked like. Mid Miss City. She's there. Miss Mid-City. Same thing. <laughs> she's Completely there. different thing. But anyway, yes. <laughs> well, anyway, she's no, on you, there. Because you've said about her plaits. I want to go and see those. Yeah, yeah. She looks all very lovely. Anyway, so that's dumdydum.com. Brand new website. Go there and join in. And, you know, why don't you tell us about the reason why you love uh, The Archers? You can tell us about the first time you listened, write it all down. And if you're the type of person that is scared to call in, all the more reason to commit it to type. So that's dumdydum.com. <gasps> Advert over. Now, um, not quite, because we also have a shop on dumdydum.com. You can go there, buy some stuff, buy it. And when you do it, tweet the pictures out, because that's kind of like quite a cool thing to do. So Lucy, this week, mm-hmm. we've had not one, but two of our listeners in our, like, displaying our merch. First, we had Ryan Schofield. And I think he did that at Christmas time. So thank you for that, Ryan. And we had a little Berto, who was sporting a Dum Dum t-shirt during the Tour de France in Brittany. So thank you, little Miss Berto. Uh, so there you go. Go to our shop, buy some stuff. And then when you buy it, take a picture and then whack it on some form of social media. And that would be awesome. Yay. Right. Now, you know what we'd normally do at this point? News, news, news of reviews. And we're not going to do them this week because we've had them all. And we need to get our <laughs> some cloths and a cup and a mug uh, to our wonderful 200th reviewer. But it doesn't mean that you don't do any more reviews. But anyway, I'm not going to say any more about that. End of the show. Right, so Dummy Dummy's over. Remember, you can go to dummydum.com. We've done all of that. And also, you can um, just like call in because that's awesome. Because without that, it's just me and Lucy prattling on with the odd celebrity comedian every now and then. <laughs> which, is, which is great. But we are a community, aren't we, Lucy? We are. Angela, are you part of the community? 
I certainly blooming am. You are, aren't you? Yeah. And people can get and be a part of our community by going to speakpipe.com. We can do that via Dumpty Dum. And if you can't work a computer because you're a bit Luddite-like, you can ring us on 0303131305 to leave us a phone message. Or if you are kind of like switched onto social media, you can go onto the Twitters. We can find us where we're at Dumpty Dum, or you can tweet me where I'm at Royfield. Or, or Sarah Smith at Sarah underscore Smith. Or Angela Barnes at Angela Barnes. Yay! And thank you very much for coming on the show, Angela. Thank you. I'll let myself out. <laughs> right, you are. <laughs> well oh. done. Ah, oh, such fun. Such fun. So now we get, now we have to put the JoJo Sexy Hills uh, yeah, yeah. And, thing uh, on the end. On TM. On TM. We'll whack them and at the end. I'm amazed people rang in to sing Herbal Lay. Oh, That's hilarious. <laughs> what? Why would you be amazed? Because it's not the easiest song in the world to sing, <laughs> is it? It's the kind of thing you sing either when drunk or in the shower, but not to a to the listening public. I mean, I know you did, but... <laughs> mm. Angela? Hello. You're, you're familiar with Prince's work, aren't you? I certainly am. Go on, give it a Please back. don't ask me to do it. <laughs> I honestly, I have such a phobia of singing. Wait a minute. I can't even tell you. You do something which is even braver than singing. You stand on stage and, you know, bear your soul. Oh, I can do that. That's fine. My soul is there for all to see, but my singing voice, not so much. Unless I'm doing CPR. (laughs) That's the only time. (laughs) You're excused then. Thank you, Royfield. <laughs> um, have you been singing uh, Herbal Lay? Yeah, blooming, I haven't stopped singing Herbal Lay all week. I've been terrible, isn't it? About that. Oh, oh, God. I love the Royfield. Your giggles last week were <laughs> so infectious. I must have got some looks on that tube. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Herbal Lay, Herbal Lay. Only wanna see Adam Planter Herbal Lay. Angela, you've actually been our best guest. Oh, you. He's got all the talk, hasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He has, but it is also true. Oh, thank you so much. Anytime, anytime. Okay, guys, it's Jojo Sexy Heels. Herbal Lay, Herbal Lay, Herbal Lay. Herbal lay, herbal lay, herbal lay. I only wanna see you bathing in the herbal lay. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.